All right, everybody, we're talking season six, uh, season two, episode six, or series two, episode six, Rise of the Cyber Person. And it opens in a lab, uh, very much like a famous uh, novel by Mary Shelley. We see a lab coat, we see a switcher, a plunger turn, we see a man's mouth talking, powers on, a silhouette against the light, uh, and uh, something tests it's working. And the man's voice, who we see his intense uh, face, his driven face, uh, uh, he says, hardly, I think hardly is the wrong word. Uh, that would only apply to machines, he says. Uh, and the scientist says, no, sorry, sir, it's alive, a.k.a. Mary Shelley. Stun of a stance, skin of metal, a body that never ages. I envy it. Uh, and then the man who seems to be in some sort of, sort of mobile chair uh, with a bunch of a devi- devices says to the being, uh, do you know me? Do you know me? Uh, he says, answer, do you know me? Uh, a couple of times. And he says, you're John Lumick, robotic voice, uh, says. And the guy smiles and laughs says, my child. Uh, he says, great job, Kendrick, Dr. Kendrick. Uh, and the Dr. Kendrick says, yeah, we, it's great. I just got to check in with Geneva uh, and Jean-Luc Picard. We just created a new form of life. A lot of, you know, the Picard, great Picard conventions. We have to follow those. Uh, and I have, you know, I have to inform them. It's uh, my ethical duty. Uh, what does this say? Worcester. Well, his chair's wooden. Uh, and he says, "Well, it's my ethical duty to do whatever I please." Uh, so uh, then we realize he's in some sort of ship because he says we have a new destination. We see some portholes even. Set sail for Great Britain. We got rid of that scientist with his pesky, pesky ethics. Uh, next thing you know, we'll be, you know, we'll have to deal with the Cheaty and the Soul Squad if we don't play our cards wrong. Uh, then we get to the uh, TARDIS, uh, and uh, it's kind of like Mickey's kind of getting a uh, third wheel treatment. Uh, Rose and the doctor are in a deep conversation. Mickey's left out there doing inside jokes about past adventures. I don't know if this was ever an episode or episode at all when they're joking about something. Uh, and they say, oh, you wouldn't get it, Mickey. It was, you know, you had to be there. Asteroid, not a planet, a long story. And we realize Mickey's been holding a button. And he says, how long have you been holding that button for? Uh, and he says, a half hour. He goes, oh, you could let it go. And doctor almost cracks up and he goes, uh, Mickey, have you been holding it that whole time? Did you forget? Did you forget? Uh, I was pushing the button. Mickey says, you just forgot all about me. You're too busy with your inside jokes. And Rose is giggling and laughing the whole time. And the doctor says, no, no, I was calibrating. He goes, could, could, could I, you could, when could I have stopped? He goes, oh, 10, 20 minutes ago. And then there's trouble with the time vor- vortex with a capital T and a V that rhymes with vortex and Gore-Tex. Uh, and they say, we're going to make a quick landing. Um, uh, you know, unplanned one, get ready. And even uh, things are released from the ceilings. Uh, uh, like, uh, and then the doctor says, geez, the TARDIS, I think the TARDIS went to the big farm. Uh, he's not happy. And for a second or two, we actually, I actually believed it. Even in a second, I said, uh, he says she's perished. Uh, 
there's things on strings, uh, you know, to, to, to assist in landing. And he says, then the tortoises are extinct. Uh, and, you know, doctors and the doctor says, well, we got to, we've landed uh, out of the vortex, out of the void, into nothingness. Uh, we're in some sort of no place. Uh, silent realm, the lost dimension. Uh, Mickey says, otherwise known as London. He's outside. We see a regular part of London, England, Earth. Uh, Mickey grabs the paper. February this year, not far flung at all. And then actually, says, really, you're London. Uh, the one we just left. Uh, bang on with the Zeppelins and airships. And they say, wait a second. Beautiful, but uh, maybe it's a Zeppelin festival. We don't know. You know, it could be that thing. And Dr. goes, no, this isn't just parallel. We're in a parallel world. Uh, same date, a different world with Zeppelins. Mickey says, well, it's just maybe it's just a Zeppelin world. Uh, he, he actually knows from the movies. He says, yeah, it's an alternative, but just a little different. Just with the Zeppelins. Uh, Maybe no uh, Tony Blair, maybe different uh, streetlights. But then Rose says, well, my dad's here. Uh, he's on a billboard or a, a sign selling some sort of uh, drink. Uh, light Cherry Vitex. Uh, uh, trust me, uh, trust me, he says or something. Uh, trust me on this, that's what he says. And uh Doctor says, stop looking at it. Uh, you can't see him. It was a che- cherry flavor, new cherry flavor. And he says, if you ever trusted in me, you can't, that's not Pete. Uh, you know, you can't, he goes, don't worry. It's a different world. You can't get involved. You can't see yourself, uh, your own version of yourself or your parents. Uh, two dis- he goes, didn't we go through this already once when you went to the face? But we keep hearing him, Pete, say, trust me on this. Then he's driving in a Lexus to a country manor, and Pete won as his license plate. Uh, he's in a suit. He rolls up, uh, flowers under his arms. We see Jackie, who's uh, in a bad mood. She's turning 40, and she's not happy about it. I said, what, 40 is the new 20, 28, uh, from what I've heard. There's something about Cuba Gooding Jr. I don't know if he's coming to her birthday party, and she's calling Rose, uh, she, oh, she's not happy that it's, uh, trust me on this, that it, her birthday, he said, well, it's your 39th birthday. Oh, no, it is. It says happy 40th, the thing. And I said, really? No offense, but I said, is Jake, you're really 40? And Pete, I said, man. Uh, and she said, it's my 30, you know, my 50th, 10th or 39th birthday. I was born on the same day as Cuba Gooding Jr. That's it. Uh. And uh, then she calls Rose a few times, and it turns out Rose in this universe is a dog. Uh, the stairs are decorated with willow branches for her birthday. And uh, he tries to give flowers to uh, uh, Jackie, but she won't have them. She says, your secretary bought them. Lumic, uh, then Lumic calls. Uh, oh, he gave a uh, new Bluetooth to Jackie. Uh, Lumic calls Robe the World Below Kinrandi. I don't know what that means. Uh, we'll figure it out, though. Uh, there's Rose the dog. Uh, the world believes... Uh, 
Okay, here's uh, he, he now here's Illumic calling. Uh, hey, those are handmade earpods. So tell Jack to be careful. Of course, uh, you coming to the party? No, we're taking over the world tonight. More or less, that's what he says. Uh, we're gonna meet the president of London, or the president. Plans have advanced. Uh, president, we're gonna be at the airship strip of five. Uh, he goes, well, it's my wife's birthday. I promised. He goes, world domination does waits for no one. President of Great Britain, by the way, Scoots. Uh, he goes, this is going to be a famous day, Mr. Tyler. You get on it, Pete. Uh, then uh, he does uh, earpod override, Lumic does, uh, with voice commands. Uh, subject Jacqueline Tyler. And he gets every secret info he needs as Jackie's putting on her uh, makeup. Uh, we see how they, uh, uh, the earpods work to kind of uh, thing. He goes, I need everything for the party. So I guess you, you, this is a little foreshadowing of Lumic. Uh, uh, thank you. Picture link, uh, Mr. Crane, extra staff. Uh, I don't know what that is. We'll get to it, though. TARDIS, uh, oh, then we go back to the TARDIS. We'll see. Jakey, uh, still getting ready. He says, thank you, Mrs. Tyler. Oh, yeah. Then he calls. He's got FaceTime. This is years earlier. He calls Mr. Crane. He says, get me some more peeps. So we're, we're moving. Uh, action time, bruh. Oh, yeah. Extra staff. Then we're in the TARDIS. The doctor is uh, mad at Mickey because Rose uh, wa- walked off. Uh, uh, the doctor and Mickey, uh, something, comedy, hurt feet. So somebody kicked something and they hurt their foot or somebody hurt his foot. And then we see Rose is sitting. There's some thinking music and Zeppelins. Uh, uh, we see a free trial text for Cybus. Oh, Cybus shares are down uh, because of something about Torchwood. These are different uh, texts or advertisements or something through Rose's phone. Uh, then we are, uh, uh, Dr. and Mickey, let's see, so here's Rose, she's looking at the Zeppelins, enjoying herself, uh, chilling, then there's her free trial, new, new news of Cybus Industries, oh, doubling in price, uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, in other news, uh, Torchwood Institute uh, has a study claiming, uh, that, uh, we're not meant to be here. That's what the doctor says. Uh, this is the wrong universe, and the TARDIS gets its power from the right universe. So, so it's like putting diesel in a petrol engine. And Mickey goes, it's on the comics. It was easier. And the doctor goes, this is the real world, dude. It used to be easy when the Time Lords were, you know, watching everything. Uh, you could pop in and out, but uh, that all went away when, you know, now I'm the only Time Lord. Uh, Worlds get sealed off, walls of reality closed, and everybody got a little bit less kind. And Mickey goes, well, why are we here? Doctor goes, we're an accident. Uh, should have been impossible. Now we're stuck. But then the doctor sees something, a little spark, uh, and uh, a little glowing down uh, a green light. Uh, reflection? No, no, it's a light. We've got power, Mickey. We've got power. Uh, so doctors pumped. That's, that's what they needed. Uh, uh, then we see a truck uh, offering sweet tree, sweet tea. Not true. Temptation. Come and get it. 
But a dude films it. Then we have another It's Alive moment. Uh, the doctor says it's a Mickey about the TARDIS, though. As we see, uh, what does it say? Donut holds your little Groot light. Uh, uh, but I think that probably says the doctor holds the little green light. Uh, crystal blows on it. It's hypnotic. Uh, but it can regenerate its energy. Uh, there he's blowing on the crystal, like, uh, and it's getting more and more green. Doctor's smiling big. He goes, I just gave away 10 years of my life uh, to the crystal, worth every second. Uh, Rose is searching Peter Tyler on her phone, Googling him. Uh, 24 hours it's going to take the TARDIS to recharge. We learn that. Uh, we got to keep our heads down. Then they find Rose. She's sitting on the back of a chair. Uh, Rose never there. Doctor tries to swipe her phone. And she goes, I want to see them. Uh, doctor goes, and Mickey goes to break out. Uh, I think they were both like putting the burn on the doctor saying, geez, man, you're too, uh, uh, cause he gives a really harsh, a stern look, or maybe Mickey does. So let's see how it plays out versus how I remember it. And then we have a Zeppelin landing. So now they're all three talking. Doctor's lecturing Rose. Uh, she goes, there is no Rose Tyler in this world, so don't even worry about it. Uh, uh, just uh, my, my dad and mom married. Uh, and they're rich, uh, totally rich. Everything my mom would have wanted, probably, except for me. So then she ha- she stands... Uh, She's touching her phone, debating, and she goes, yeah, I'm going to go see them. Uh, and the doctor says, I can't let you. She goes, we can't, 24 hours, you can't be their daughter. He says, yeah, Mickey, tell her. He goes, 24 hours? I'll see you. I got stuff to do. And then Rose and Mickey walk off in two directions, uh, so the doctor can't, and he's saying, stop, you know. A lot of cool focus poles. I don't know if that's what they're called. Mickey says, geez, well, I'm just a spare part anyway. It's the theme we've been seeing this season. Uh, he goes, so you can only go after one of us, Doctor, and you're not going to chase after me. I know that much. That's what Mickey says. Uh, then we have Zeppelin landing, uh, uh, ominous music, Mr. Tyler, Mr. President. Uh, basically, the President's like, uh, what does this dude want, man? He goes, uh, you, why you work with them? What does pop mean? Oh, he goes, what do you do again? You sell pop and pretend it's a health drink. That's uh, wrong. Uh, he goes, what do you think of this Illumic anyway? Uh, then we see Mickey walking. There's like a checkpoint uh, they have to go through. They say, make sure to stick to cur- curfew, bruh. Uh, then there's some emotional music. Uh, then uh, it, the Rose reveals to, me, to the doctor some of Mickey's history about his mom. And the doctor goes, I never knew that. Uh, and she goes, you never asked. You just take them for granted. Uh, then something about a gingerbread house. Uh, beep a boop. Uh, what about a gingerbread house? Let's see if it comes up. But then there's a beep boop and everyone stops. They get these Bluetooth uh, broadcasts over their earpieces. And uh, a divide has friendship bracelet. Uh, invade. As a friendship bracelet type earring. Oh, dude, a dude with a friendship bracelet earring. 
Uh, there's a news update downloaded into everyone's uh, Bluetooth heads, the jokes, everyone laughs uh, robotically. Then they go back to their normal lives. Because you lot, you're always obsessed with the latest things. Uh, and then the doctor gives in to Rose uh, uh, to see her father and mom just to check in and look. Uh, Mickey knocks on a door and the older woman answers his uh, his mother figure. First she gives him a speech. Uh, then she says, Ricky, oh, it's you, big hug, but she's not happy. Numers and whis- rumors and whispers. I told you uh, to fix the carpet. Uh, so it's a, it is a... A thing, uh, like uh, from his history, that if you watch the episode, uh, and he says sorry, and he says uh, something about uh, let's have a nice sit down and a cup of tea. I don't like those friends of yours, uh, Mrs. Uh, uh, oh, let's see, here's the bleep loop. I don't see the gingerbread house part, uh, but she goes, Yeah, Miss, uh, somebody told me about your van with your friends, a blue van, pull, then a blue van pulls up and they grab. Uh, and they get, they say, Mickey, get in the car, or Ricky. It's a sprinter van. It has a portable dash van. I noticed that. Uh, oh, there's a guy with a friendship bracelet earring. Yeah, it's all downloading uh, uh, Rose's phone as well. Yeah, Pete Tyler. Waterton Street, SC15. That's where Mickey's headed. A lot of buildings for sale there. Uh, Ricky, Mickey, even his grandmother has a, a Bluetooth or his mother figure. Okay, here's the van pulls up. They say, hop in, Ricky. Let's roll. Uh, we've been looking for you everywhere. So he's important, clearly, in this parallel world. Uh, but his grand- grandmother, who does this, says, uh, and they said, what are you doing talking to your family? You said, no, don't do that, Ricky. You told us. He goes, yeah, of course you did. And then this guy, he's kind of from a boy band. He says, they got the tape, man. Uh, what does it say? Cybus, uh, cybus uh, sustaining the brain. Ultrine uh, update. Boardroom has uh, lots of meters in it. Uh, still go to the parody, though. So that's, uh, we'll see. This is a. Uh, I think this is the next scene. With uh, it's in a boardroom, president of uh, Great Britain, and uh, Ultrine. Oh, here it is. Lumix making a presentation. Uh, we've perfected a way, Cybus Industries, to sustain the brain. Uh, you know, keep sustain the brain, just like uh, Cypress Hill saying thirty years ago. And uh, extend, you know, extend existence beyond the big farm, ultimate upgrade, and a great step into cyberspace. Uh, yeah, then we're in the boardroom. It's a mix of a it's kind of not steampunk, silverpunk or something. Uh, some old school. The president says, "No way, bruh," because they can't give you permission. And no one will. He uh, goes, "In fact, I got an ethical paper ready to go." Uh, he signed off by uh, President of, World President of Ethics, Anagonye. And Lumix says, I don't got much time left. Uh, and the president goes, none of us do, man. Get, get with reality. Uh, and this guy goes, I've helped the whole planet, Lumix. Uh, you know, where's my stuff? 
And the president of Great Britain says, you're just a business person. You're not a god. Don't play god. Get over it. And he goes, Mr. Chow, see you at that birthday party. Can't wait. Uh, could definitely go for a drink. Uh, we'll make him out. Uh, there's something about New Germany. You may leave. Override word. Oh, that's what Pete says. Hey, there's always, always New Germany. Guy goes, this is my homeland, my birthplace. Uh, you may leave. Uh, and then he says, override systems or something, probably. I'm watching. Mr. Crane, ready and waiting, sir. He goes, did the override work? Uh, he goes, well, it needs some fine-tuning. He goes, you know, kind of rushing me, but it's working. He goes, I've been testing the system. So then he shows how you can make the Bluetooth uh, use people to... Uh, March and stuff like that, uh, back to back, left to right, uh, uh, then something, this sounds like something Mickey, it's irresistible, and then somebody says, and resist, uh, oh, he's joking around, praying, he says, it's irresistible, and the guy, Lumicus says, resist, and quit joking around, and something about tracks in 90, I don't know what that means. Let me see if I could. I don't know what that means. To come noise in the uh, lion sleeps tonight. In the jungle, lion sleeps tonight place. Uh, lots of uh, oh, steam, a steam pipe factory. Lots of steams and pipes in the factory playing lion sleeps tonight. Yeah, we see a cool factory yeah, with smokestacks. Uh, then we're back with Team Reiki. And they sneak in and they find Ricky. Uh, so we were with t- Team R- Mickey. And then we meet Ricky, uh, which, you know, that could just throw you off uh, any day of the week. Uh, and they says, so who's this dude who looks exactly like me? Then we have Rose and uh, the doctor waiting for the birthday party to start, uh, watching the arrivals. February 1st, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and my mom's birthdays. Uh, uh, miss something. So then they go, they sneak in as uh, caterers with the psychic paper. Who do you want to be? Well, we end up being caterers. We couldn't have been important guests. Uh, servants. Uh, Lucy says that the president of Great Britain's here or something. Uh, a lot of other famous people. Uh, Pete makes a speech about his wife's 39th birthday, gets a big laugh. Jackie Tyler introduces, it's kind of like a, I know, I don't, I've never been to a cotillion, but it was a bit like a cotillion maybe. Everyone cry, claps at Jackie's arrival. Rose is kind of stunned because Jackie's like, she says, I'm not giving a speech. Uh, no work, no politics. It's just uh, plenty of uh, partying, good mates. Well, she laughs and she says, sorry, Mr. President, you're my mate too. Let's enjoy. Uh, doctor's ready to break out. Ro- we meet Rose the dog, uh, which gets a big laugh from the doctor. And uh, Jake, Rose says, this is kind of blowing my mind. I got my mom at home and then uh, this mom here and they got each other. Uh, but my mom doesn't, you know, have somebody at home. I mean, it, she does the supermarket guy, but... Uh, and the doctor says, well, she's all these different worlds, and no one gets it perfect. Uh, uh, then we see Robot Patrol, big laugh with the, from the doctor about the dog. 
Yeah, he laughs there. He's laughing. He couldn't. He tried not to, but uh, robot patrol stops something. Are we mobile? There's Mr. Crane, like moving the robots out on patrol. Probably Lumic wants to know, uh, are you mobile, uh, dude? Uh, some workers like, what the heck is this? He goes, the future, bruh. Uh, he goes, start the truck. We're take. He goes, uh, and now somebody's calling him Lumic. He goes, yeah, Crane, are we mobile? He says, almost, working on it. Uh, he goes, what about you? He goes, get the factory ready. My Zeppelin's, uh, he goes, send them forth and let the good work begin. Uh, just about, I'm arriving, prepare, like, uh, good word begins. Uh, sh- then we see shirtless Mickey. I think Ricky, sh- no, Mickey's shirtless. Uh, let's check his, he's got a, he's in pretty darn good shape, too. He's not as jacked as Cheaty was, uh, like our last hero that we saw shirtless uh, on a show. But he's in really, really good shape. Uh, he, like, uh, more of like a, a soccer uh, body than a weightlifter body. Cool tattoo. You know, he's playing off himself, uh, acting. So that's enjoyable. He's jacked. It gets uh, scanned. No earbuds uh, equals uh, freedom or something. Uh, so, But the Ricky character's trying to figure out who the Mickey one is. There's a boy band dude and a woman. All the characters will meet in the next episode because it's a two-parter. Because he looks at me, but he's not the same. Oh, Jake's a boy band dude. He goes, Mickey goes, who are you? They go, he goes, we're the preachers. Uh, isn't gospel truth? Uh, yeah, free from ear pods, man. We don't do the Cybus downloads. We got freedom. Uh, just like uh, uh, George Michael's saying. And we're taking Lumic down, unless you're in it. Uh, he goes, from a kitchen? Mickey goes, in a kitchen. You're the toughest people in London. Ricky, Ricky's trying to be tough. Uh, and then they go, we got a message from Gemini. Uh, once we full, oh, then they go, Lumic, then we hit a Gemini. Lumic's making a move. Uh, so then we go into full action mode uh, with Lumic and Mickey, Ricky crew, all of them. Uh, locked and loaded, I hear someone said, uh, Action van. Oh, yeah, here we go in the action van. Of course, Mickey's like, what am I getting myself into here? He's, you know, like me, be worried. Uh, then we go back to the party. Uh, the doctor sees a computer in a room, sneaks in. Uh, Jackie's laughing it up with the president of the UK. Uh, Pete rolls up on Rose and says, how you doing? Uh, Rose's is, is face, fake thumbs up, uh, and, uh, can you trust me, joke, uh, let's see what happens. Here's the doctor scanning the computer. There's Rose cracking up with, uh, see, Rose is holding, uh, barely keeping them, uh, level. Uh, Pina Cider and the George, uh, Champagne, sir, Rose's, uh, Pete. And he's pretty charming. Uh, Rose is like a big night. Uh, he goes for Jackie. Uh, he goes, at least she's happy. And they say, yeah, she should have a good party. Oh, yeah. You can trust me on this. Oh, that's the fake thumbs up. Uh, Rose says, yeah. Pete laughs. Uh, and then Rose says, well, how long have you two been married? 
Pete says, 20 years. And, and she goes, no children, huh? And Pete says, yeah, we couldn't uh, get around to it. You know, Jackie wasn't totally, he goes, yeah, complicated, right? Uh, Rose goes, well, you never know. She's 40. And he goes, nope, 39. And Pete goes, well, her relationship's in a transit, transitory state in an alternative universe. Uh, anyway, what, I, I shouldn't be telling you. He goes, have we met before? And Rose kind of just stares at him. And then he goes, uh. I don't know. And then he goes, okay, I got to get out of here. Uh, you look so just sort of, just sort of right. Uh, that's what he says. And then he says, Stevie, how's Torchwood? What's up? Uh, so we these little Torchwood references. Uh, making a move, Rose. Uh, haven't met. You seem just sort of right. Uh, elevator music. Then uh, Vitex Millhouse Stakeout. Uh, there's a stakeout, uh, shut it, duplicate. That's what Mickey said. Ricky says to Mickey, we got to make a move. Uh, and then we see a bunch of metal men on the march, uh, right out of a van. Uh, cyber, the cyber folks, uh, they're, they're cyber people, not cyber men, as the episode says, because they are, uh, but they march. Uh, the doctor's uh, hacking a computer. Rose creeps up on Miss Tyler outside having a smoke. Or she's cold, I couldn't tell. Cold air. Oh, last cup of tea. She goes, can I get you anything? Uh, and uh, she goes, 20 years. Uh, and uh, the, the, after, first they share a moment about tea and having tea at night. Two sugars. Uh, you know, the, the Jackie's actually being nice. She's vulnerable. Uh, but then Rose kind of gets too too uh, close, uh, and she goes, "I don't know you, uh, oh, Jack the Lad." He's a Jack the Lad. I didn't look that up. What that meant? Uh, nice bloke, worth a second chance, don't you think? Uh, and that's when Rose or Jackie says, "You're you're nothing but staff. Uh, you're not getting paid for tonight. Uh, Who do you think you are?" And Rose goes, "She goes, just a serving girl." Uh, then we see spotlights of the um, marching uh, metal, uh, cybus, uh, cyberspace, uh, rose stairs. Uh, the doctor looks uh, uh, to the window. He goes, it's happening again. The actor says, again. Uh, Cybermen crash the party, cyber beings, really. And uh, Lumic says, uh, I forbade this. Oh, no, maybe that's what the... Oh, that's what the president said uh, to Lumic. I forbade this, yo. Uh, uh, people without humanity, no emotions. Uh, and someone says, good night, sir. I think this was on the phone with Lumic. And he says, good night, Mr. President. Uh, do they have one tear? They kind of, Cybermen look like they have one tear in the corner of their eyes, though. And then it said, what in the H-E-double-L? I said, where, where, well, where in the hell is, uh, is Harry Jones? That's what I put. And then there's a cyber takeover. Uh, rain, rain, room with Peter, Jackie in the basement. Oh, they run with Peter and Jackie, uh, the doctor. Here's the president's about to make his speech. Let's see what he says here. Lumic, uh, yeah, Lumic goes, yeah, crash the party. How about that? Uh, hardy har, har. 
He goes, uh, yeah, he forbade this. He goes, these are my children, my family. And Rose goes, are these robots? And the doctor goes, worse. Uh, and uh, people people without humanity, that's what he says, what I said earlier. Uh, maybe they do. It does look like they have a tear in the side of their eyes, though, but on the wrong side, not on their tear ducts. Uh, hard to steal, motions removed, uh, you know, so they don't have to worry about that. Uh, President demands, uh, who, who are these people? He says, as Lumix says, I elevated them. Life eternal. And now I leave them in your hands. Good night, Mr. President. Uh, and then that's a robotic takeover. Upgrades. Everybody gets an upgrade. You get an upgrade. You get an upgrade. Uh, yeah, so then Pete, Rose, and the doctor run. Uh, Jackie's in the basement trying to hide out. Robots can't run. They can only walk fast. Then we see Ricky or Mickey. Rose gives one of them a big embrace. And then the doctor says, we surrender. We surrender. Because uh, uh, first the president tries to stand up for them. And they say, well, no, no, you're getting upgraded. You're not compatible or something. And now everybody's on the run. Everybody's getting upgraded to cyber people. Uh, Jackie's hiding. Uh, yeah, everybody's caught. Uh, Mickey and uh, Ricky and uh, uh, the boy band, they try to stop the bots. Uh, Rose hugs him, but even though he doesn't know her, he goes, who in the heck are you? And then Mickey comes. Uh, he goes, that's not me. That's like the other one. And the doctor goes, two Mickeys. Uh, and the dude goes, it's Ricky. Uh, then more bots. Uh, they're totally surrounded. They try to say, they say, we're going to have a standoff. Doctor says, no. Uh, cut it out. Have you seen it? Don't you know what the Daleks are? He goes, we surrender. Hands up, everybody. We surrender. But they say, uh, no, no, no. We're going to, um, you're not compatible. Delete, delete, delete. Your rogue elements. Uh, and the doctors were surrendering, you know. And that's how the episode is. ends on a, an uh, inferior delete. Uh, he goes, maximum deletion. Uh, delete, delete, delete. And that's how the episode comes to a conclusion. Uh, now let's run through a couple of things that came up. Cyber, the term C-Y-B-E-R on Wikipedia. Let's see what that entry says. It can be from cybernetic, from the Greek for sh- skilled in steering or governing. Uh, may, be, may also refer to cybernetics, which if you played StarCraft, I think there was a cybernetics building. A cybernetic organism or cyborg. Uh, cyberspace, which is a global technology agreement. Uh, Oh, Cybernex is a transdisciplinary study of uh, control and communications. Let's see. So that's just a little bit about the, the, whatever that thing is. What about Geneva Conventions? Uh, I thought we just looked that up. It's four treaties uh, with three additional protocols uh, you know, about humanitarian treatment. Uh, the singular term Geneva Convention refers to the agreements in 1949 after WW. Two, uh, which updated the terms of two 1929 uh, treaties and updated two new con- and added two new conventions. Uh, it defines some basic rights. Uh, 
protections for people, uh, civilians, uh, and uh, you know, ratified in 49, 196 countries. Let's see. The history was a Swiss business person, uh, Henri or Henry Dunat, uh, was visiting uh, some uh, people after something happened and said uh, he published a book in 1862, A Memory of Sol Farino, uh, and uh, it actually inspired him to uh, create a humanitarian aid agency in a treaty of neutrality. And this sounds like a powerful thing. Like this is just a Wikipedia history, but uh, it led to it led to the establishment of the Red Cross in Geneva, and then the 1864 Geneva Convention, uh, a first codified international treaty uh, that covered these kind of humanitarian uh, type of things. On August 22nd, uh, 1864, Swiss government invited the governments of all European countries as well as U.S., Brazil, and Mexico to attend the conference. So it's just a little brief uh, thing about that. And then what about Geneva in general? I've never been there. Would love to uh, check it out. Uh, let's see. Second most popular, popular city in Switzerland after Zurich. Uh, and... Uh, it's the most popular city in the French-speaking part of Switzerland. It's situated where the Rhone uh, leaves Lake Geneva. Uh, let's see, population of about uh, two hundred, just under two hundred thousand, and uh, you know, metropolitan area about five hundred thousand, and the general region just under a million uh, to one point two six million. The commuter area, they say. Uh, global city, financial center, center of diplomacy, uh, headquarters of the UN and the Red Cross, uh, highest number of international organizations in the world. Uh, 2017 it was ranked as the 50th, 15th uh, most important financial center. Uh, let's see. It was mentioned in Latin text by Caesar. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just a little bit about it. Uh, let's see. Topography. What is the normal temperature? Uh, uh, Mount Blanc is there, uh, which uh, tops out at 1,230 feet, 375 meters. Uh, uh, lowest elevation is the river, uh, 370 meters. So it's definitely above sea level, 1,214 feet, 370 meters above sea level. Uh, let's see, it's got, uh, surrounded, uh, yeah, that's just a little bit, uh, a little bit about it. There's a lot more you can link to it and learn more. What about vortex, uh, vortices, vortex, uh, region in a fluid where the fl- flow revolves around an access line, which may be straight or curved. Uh, they form in stirred fluids, uh, Smoke rings, uh, whirlpools, uh, tropical things, uh, dust. Uh, they're a major component of turbulent flow. Also, time. Uh, uh, the distribution of velocity, vorticity, the curl of the flow velocity, as well as the compact, compact concept of circulation are used to char- characterize vortices. In most vortices, the fluid flow velocity is greatest next to its axis and decreases in inverse proportion 
to the distance from the access. Uh, a key concept in the dynamics of vort- vortices is a vor- vorticity, a vector. Oh, yeah, we kind of covered that. Uh, so this is, there's a lot more to learn about it, you know, and there's a, uh, but uh, yeah, just a little surface thing to say, hey, what is a vortex? I'd love to know. I mean, a vortex feels like, uh, but there's Zeppelins in this episode. And I said, what about Zeppelin, the band? which is probably now considered an oldies band. It was classic rock when I was a kid. English rock band Led Zeppelin, LED Zeppelin, formed in London in 1968. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, John Paul Jones, and John Bonham. A guitar-driven sound, uh, one of, you know, on the leading edge of heavy metal, uh, but influenced by blues, psychedelica, in folk music, uh, they changed their name from the Yardbirds, and they had they signed a deal with Atlantic Records, but they had a lot of freedom. They were initially unpopular with critics, but had commercial success uh, through eight uh, studio albums uh, from Led Zeppelin in 1969 to In Through the Outdoor in 79. And then Stairway to Heaven, everybody knows. Uh, if you've ever been to a school dance, uh, and you wanted to dance with someone. That's a long song. Uh, they've had a lot of ups and downs, uh, but they're considered one of the most successful, innovative, and influential groups in rock history. One of the best-selling music artists in the history of recording. Uh, record sales are somewhere between 200 and 300 million units worldwide. And the second best-selling band in the U.S. Uh, with certified sales of... Uh, 111.5 million units. Uh, let's see any more history. Uh, you know, they were like after the Beatles, but uh, and not as influential as the Beatles, but pretty influential. Uh, let's see, in 66, Jimmy Page joined the Yardbirds uh, and, uh, as a bassist and switched to, to guitar and uh, had a dual lineup with uh, Jeff Beck. Uh, then Jeff Beck departed. And they uh, got worn out from constant touring. Page wanted to have a super group with him and Beck, Keith Moon, uh, John Entwistle, and Steve Winwood. Uh, wow. Uh, but uh, that didn't work out. Uh, but it looks like in that, let's see, this is pretty complicated. But uh, eventually they hooked up with uh, uh, John Paul Jones. Uh, then... They uh, formed a new lineup, with a couple of new lineups. Then they found uh, Robert Plant, who was in Band of Joy. Uh, and then that's how they also got John Bonham. Oh, then John Paul Jones joined. Uh, they played the first time in Below Record Store on Gerard Street in London. Uh, Page wanted to, to, to attempt a train, kept a rolling Jump Blue song. Uh, uh, performed in a rockabilly version that Yardbirds had been covering. And he said, as soon as I heard those drums, uh, John Paul Jones said, uh, we're on to something. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so there's just a little bit about them. Uh, you know, check out one of their albums if you've never listened before. And finally, this is a good, like an aspirational thing, but I always see Lexus, and I said, where did Lexus come from? Like, at some point... Uh, when I was a kid, it, it became synonymous with the best luxury car, but it, like a lot of other luxury models, you know, 
are old models, you know, like Royals, Rolls Royce, Mercedes Benz, BMW. But at some point, Lexus became this luxury standard for a vehicle in the U.S. at least. Uh, and I just said, where did it really come from? I mean, I know it's owned by Toyota, and it's a luxury division of uh, Japanese automaker Toyota. Uh, it's marketed in more than 70 countries, uh, Japan's largest selling make of premium cars. Uh, it originated from a corporate project to, to develop a new premium sedan codenamed the F1, which began in 83 and culminated with the launch of the Lexus LS in 89. And subsequently, they added a sedan, coupe, convertible, and SUV models. It didn't exist in a brand in its home market till 2005. Uh, uh, and all vehicles marked internationally as Lexus from 89 to 2005 uh, were released in Japan under Toyota name. Uh, let's see. Uh, they're largely produced in uh, Japan as part of the F1 project in the 80s. In 86, they worked with Saatchi and Saatchi to form a unit, Team One, to handle the marketing of the new brand. So this is, I'm surprised there's not, maybe there is like a documentary about how they did this, because this really is um, um, uh, amazing. Uh, let's see, they had a, a image consulting firm. They went through a list of 219 prospective names. Alexis, E-A-L-E-X-I-S, was a, like a... The front runner, but then they said, "Well, what about Dynasty? There's a character there," and it eventually morphed, morphed into the term Lexus, uh, luxury and elegance. They kind of associated. It was launched in uh, 1989, the F1 project, uh, and uh, the LS was uh, the first car. The LS 400 was praised for its quietness, well-appointed and ergonomic exterior. Interior, engine performance, build quality, aerodynamics, fuel economy, and value. Uh, but some co- critics have said it had derivative styling and a suspension uh, too compromising of handling for comfort. Uh, it was priced against other mid-sized six-cylinder luxury cars. Uh, it was rated pretty car- high by car and driver. And Lexus quickly established customer loyalty. And its debut was generally regarded as a shock to existing luxury. So they must have seen a gap in the market. Uh, really interesting. I've never uh, owned a Lexus. I have driven them before. Uh, and uh, I guess because it was so aspirational, I said, well, this is nice. But uh, for, me, for me, any vehicle is pretty nice, you know. Uh, but, yeah, just a little bit about Lexus. I hope... Uh, you're having a luxury uh, rest there in bed as I tuck you in. Uh, thanks so much for listening.